0: And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. In the first half hour, we are going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about the intersection between spirituality, higher awareness, and science. My guest is Dr. Jane Gardner. She is a spiritual coach. She has a Ph.D. in counseling psychology. She founded the Divine Intelligence Institute in 1995, which is in Allen, Texas. And the Divine Intelligence Institute was inspired for the sole purpose of awakening the God within all of us. This was formerly known as the Gardner Institute, the company founded by Dr. Jane Gardner after she was interning at a hospital working with people with psychological disorders. She realized they were missing a vital component in their lives beyond medication or talk therapy, and that people need concrete steps and research based tools a process for moving forward in life. And so what she did is she wanted the process to be based on ancient spiritual laws, but grounded in current scientific research. So for over 20 years, the past 20 years, Dr. Jane has developed, tested, and improved and presented a proprietary process for all people interested in knowing the divine force within themselves and, again, understanding the science behind it. And she calls it divine intelligence. Welcome, Dr. Jane Gardner. Thank you, Patricia.
2: I'm glad to be here.
1: Ah, It's very great to have you. So, the name of your new book is called Divine Intelligence. What does that mean? Our divine
2: intelligence is the innate, unlimited intelligence within us. It's our spiritual potential to create.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. And how
1: do we discover that? Do we have Mm -hmm. to have a strong intuition? How do we discover
2: that? Well, it's there, and we have to remember it. And the way we have access to it and really activate it is through a process of using our brain. And this is where the neuroscience becomes so important, because we already know from science that we create our reality, but we don't know yet how. And so we use the brain, and I just created steps that we focus our brain and take our brain to this unlimited place where we visualize and we step through until we have exactly what we want.
1: On that level, right? On the visual uh-huh. level.
3: Yeah, and then right.
1: from there, then it, it starts to translate into the here and now.
2: That's correct. If you combine it, now this is really important, with the feeling level, because neuroscience shows us that feelings and emotions are more powerful than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It, was, it was very interesting yesterday. I was talking with someone who was talking about meeting someone, and he said, Look, he said, You know how small this town is. He said, I can tell you now that I can't ever imagine meeting someone with my requirements in this town. And I looked at him and I said, mm. "Well, then you won't." I mean, it was mm-hmm. very definite, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, he didn't—he didn't like that. It was sort of like he got ruffled a little bit. But, but in in reality, he was like declaring that he was—that oh, was not going absolutely. to happen.
2: Yes, he had a limiting belief, and he was going to make it come true. Right. Right. So, and that's something
1: I'd love you to talk about in this interview because, you know. Um, Many of us are spiritual or evolved, but we all have limiting beliefs in some way. Now, a lot of us are working through them, but they're still there. So let's talk Uh about what a a limiting belief is.
2: Yes, a limiting belief is something that we hold on to as true, and we've usually created it from childhood experiences of 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 stress or trauma. It's something we hold on to that actually blocks our light or blocks our ability to use the energy that's in the world to create. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's based, as you said, on something we usually see. Give us an example of a limiting belief.
2: Yes. A limiting belief is that I am separate from what we call God or I am separate from a higher power. You know, I think... Spirituality has always taught us that we have there's a higher power in the world, but now science and this is where science and spirituality just collide. Now scientists tell us we are the observer that actually creates. We are the creator. So mm. a limiting belief is, and it comes up immediately when I say that I am the creator. I bet you immediately say, "Oh, but Chain, no." There's a lot. So we have this limiting belief that we are not capable of creating our own destiny. Mm, yeah.
1: And then as soon as something happens, you know, in, in, the, in the physical reality, mm-hmm. that's, you know, okay. whether we get a rejection or someone says no to us, then we use that to affirm that limiting belief, correct?
2: And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, doesn't it, that we just go on creating exactly what that limiting belief is about. Mm-hmm. and and the the interesting thing, Patricia, is that we don't really consciously do that, like the man you met. He didn't say "Well, I'm going to go create this uh, right. uh, inability to have a spouse or a friend, but it's the unconscious beliefs that I help you bring out because those are the ones that are blocking you that are limiting you from mm-hmm. what you want."
1: Yeah. Now you say on the cover of your book that there's a story about a man seeking a job. Is it a true mm-hmm. story? And tell us the story.
2: Yes, it is. I had a man approach me, and it's been about seven or eight years ago now. And he had it was in the uh, 2008 kind of the financial crunch we went through the depression. And he came to me, and he had been a high high level executive, C suite. And yet he'd been laid off because of the economic uh, crisis. And he said, oh, I, I want to get a job back. And he had been out of a job about six months, wanted the exact job but, that he wanted. But the curious part of that was he also said, and by the way, I want to find out who I am and who God is in my life. So he had been kind of on the fringes of religion, and he had gone to church and believed and done all the things, but he had no relationship with what he called his higher power. He just, uh, you know, he had no connection. He wasn't what we call spiritually awake. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I took him through the process I invented, and I helped his brain reshuffle a little bit, shift around a little bit, where he could get rid of these limiting beliefs and the stuck emotions that kept them so concretely embedded in his mind. And as he began to release those beliefs, he had more and more opportunities coming to him about what job he wanted. One day, one day, Patricia, he came in and he said, I have this company that I think is just, they're seeking me out, they want to interview me, and Jane, I want this job really, really badly. And I think it may be so important that I get it. Well, now, you see, he had a limiting belief right there. He was telling me, this is the only company that I have to have Mm -hmm. this job. Mm -hmm. He was Mm. desperately thinking this was the only job. So I Mm -hmm. said to him, I said, Dan, wait a minute, how many possibilities are there out there? And he said, well, I've got three interviews scheduled, and I think any of them might work. And I said, yes, but how many possibilities? And you see, if you go to the unlimited field of possibilities, the Mm -hmm. state of mind that we know we can go to, there are unlimited possibilities. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep teaching him how to go back to that mindset.
1: Yeah, one of the things that helps me with this is if I want something and then I see it with someone else. You know, I either I Mm -hmm. see the relationship or I see the position, or I see something, it it actually will give me hope, because I'll say it exists, it's out there Uh that's a model Uh of what I'm looking for or something will come to you that's not in the right form, but it's got similar qualities, and so Uh I'll feel that I'm getting closer
2: well, but I think from what I'm hearing, you're very evolved spiritually because a lot of people see something someone else has and they get jealous and they think, oh, they have it and I can't. And therefore, there's that limit, you know. So keeping our mind in that high frequency that you just described, that we're close, you know, that, ah, that person... Created it. I can. I can too. I can emulate that because we know that there are there are things that we call mirror neurons, and that if one person can do it, their emotional state is contagious. And so, if we befriend them, so to speak, or get get you know involved with them and learn how, we are more apt to be able to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, very interesting. What is your divine intelligence process? You've been talking a little bit about it, but how was
2: it inspired? It was inspired because I was a psychologist in a major mental health facility. I was using medication and therapy to help people get better, and I found that it didn't work. I found that people got dependent on either me or medication, and so I began to seek out a higher level of teaching people. And when I got into quantum physics and and neuroscience, I realized there are so many different ways that people can get independent of medication and me when they learn how their brain really works. And Mm. so I made, I just started working with the patients that I had and I'd try this or that, and then I started writing it all down. And so as I wrote down each step, Over a 10-year period, I just kept formulating, okay, how do we create? What works? Because we have to have things that work in the real world. The invisible world is where we create, but we live, you know, in this matter-filled, object-filled, real, what we call a real world. So we have to be able to navigate the two.
1: Yeah, very important. I, I think the quite the real question is how you help somebody go through this process when they may not be able to, or, you know, they may come to you and say, Jane, I've been looking for a job for a year, and nothing's working mm-hmm. for me. You know, I'm just giving you an example, mm-hmm. and I'm getting rejection mm-hmm. after rejection. How mm-hmm. can you help me when, when I've been doing everything I can? I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen this before. What would you say to that?
2: Absolutely, because they're so down in energy so what we we start with is a really a basic self care program because a lot of times they 're physically tired, they are uh, you know not doing exercise, not working out, so we may start at that level, but the other thing we do is we start to dig into where their limiting beliefs came from and mm-hmm. and the brain tells us exactly where those limiting beliefs are, so I help them I go back to their childhood and i may say to them well tell me a time you felt like this before you know of just Mm -hmm. hopelessness and Mm -hmm. they'll say well you know i was with my dad and we were fishing and i just i was only eight years old but i felt like i can't i can't find i can't please him you know and it was there right there in that moment is where that limiting belief began so then i teach them how to go back and rewire that belief So that they can put this new belief in. And they begin to have hope at that point. Ah, So now if I do that, I can have more energy. I can feel better about myself and my ability to be in control of my life. Mm -hmm. Does it take... Do you have to get through some
1: resistance when you're doing this work? I mean, do people
2: resist you? Oh, yes, they really do. But the resistance, as you know... It's contrast. It's actually where the good stuff is. And what I teach them is that that resistance is what we look at. And we really feel it and say, okay, what is this about? And we unravel it. And when we do that, we can see the light and we can see the hope at the end of the tunnel.
1: And that's that's the most important part of all this. But again, I think people have to want it. Right? You have to want it. You have to want Uh to work through it, and and that's hard. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to Dr. Jane Gardner. She is the founder of the Divine Intelligence Institute, and we're talking about the intersection of spirituality and belief and making your dreams come true and neuroscience you're listening to the patricia raskin show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice and you can log on to jane Gard, dr jane gardner's website divine intelligence stay tuned we'll be right back
3: streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com
0: Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors you can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome back. In this half hour, we're talking about spirituality, about your beliefs, about making your dreams happen, and how you can do that not just through visualization, but also understanding that this is always also grounded in science. My guest is Dr. Jane Gardner, and she is a Ph.D. and a spiritual coach, and she has her doctorate in counseling and psychology, and she founded the Divine Intelligence Institute in 1995. And what she does is she helps people move forward in life with a process that's grounded in ancient spiritual laws, but also grounded in current scientific research. And she calls it Divine Intelligence. And the website is divineintelligenceinstitute.com. So welcome back, Jane. All right. Thank you. Glad to be Let's, here. Thank you. Let's talk more about the scientific research. Let's talk about how the science and the spirituality are related. Very for people.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last.
1: I, and it's very important for people to understand that, that science and spirituality are related yeah. because many people think it isn't. They think, oh, this is just airy-fairy stuff, dreaming Absolutely. and daydreaming. <clears throat> but
2: let's talk about that. Yes, I've found that once people know the science behind it, it gets rid of that resistance we were talking about earlier because a science is our way of proving what's really real. And so when I can feed people the science behind it, then that really helps them move into change. And so how explain that a little more. Okay. Well, let me give you an example. Uh, for instance, if people know that they have this, force within them and can feel it, then they are more apt to be able to create what they want. And science mm. tells us over and over again that there's this innate intelligence in us that heals us, that it gives us exactly what we want from what we're thinking about, and science says, calls it the observer effect, and what they have shown in science is that until a scientist in an experiment, observe something that is not really true. And so when people realize that what they think about actually does create something, then they're more apt to learn how to create in my process. Mm, Yeah. But again,
1: something you said before, they also have to trust you, right? They have to believe that this
2: can happen. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and um, they have to know that there are... There is information out there about how to do this because I think so much we read books that tell us we're the creator, we can, you know, the law of attraction, all of that, but they have to know that there are scientists and people out there like me who are figuring out the steps and they have to know that there's the possibilities. If they don't believe there's the possibilities that my process works, then it will be difficult for them going through it. But if they can trust me and if they can really feel my authentic desire to help them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then then they can step into the process. Yeah. So sometimes it takes building that relationship. I know some people say they can go on my website and hear the the videos that I have, and they begin to feel, you know, that I'm real. But yes. until they really get me, until they know that I've dedicated my life to finding this way that we can feel better about ourselves, we can love ourselves, and we can move forward in fulfillment, then, you know, they need to get that about me. And so they have to learn to trust. And here's the limiting belief so many people have is can they trust their mother? Can they trust their father? That's where we ended up thinking we can't trust, is maybe our mother left us even just emotionally when we were growing up. Maybe our father wasn't there. Uh, so, you know, that's what I help people figure out. Is, yeah, I think is that's very good. Really yeah. earlier.
1: Yeah, and sometimes what happens is that intermittent reinforcement, which is even worse, where you get it, then you mm. don't, then you get it, then you don't. Yes, I love you. No, I don't. And that's yeah. so confusing because you, d- you don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, I might get it, I might not. And which do I mm-hmm. know? So that, I think, makes yeah. it even more difficult to trust. Absolutely,
2: and, and in the process, we take out the blame. We're not, it's not about blaming our parents because I know I'm a parent and I'm sure, quite sure, that I've done things that have put that lack of trust in my kids also. So we have to go back and we have to look at the responsibility that each of us has to work through that misbehavior place of trust you know and we have to realize that we can change what happened to us because our parents were busy people they sometimes ignored us they sometimes told us things that you know didn't we perceived meant we were limited but there is the ability and we call it in science they call it self-directed neuroplasticity and neuroplasticity of course is the ability of the brain to change so we and that's the science Spirit. Yeah, that's the science. That's the right science. We can change our brain. Right. Absolutely.
1: And let's talk yeah. about that in terms of the internal locus of control. Is that what you mean when you have the control to change it?
2: Yes, it means that you are not impacted by something that happens to you out in the environment. An example would be, um, this is a big issue but terrorists think how when we think about terrorists and the fact that they've been on american soil maybe still are we get into a panic mode when we listen to the news and hear it was happening in london we get into a panic mode what what the process does for you the results is something called non-emotional response so that we learn to be internally located we know that life is good we know that the world the universe is good And we know that because science shows that again. But once we believe in our own capabilities to keep our mind in a peaceful place and we learn how to do that, then nothing outside us upsets Mm -hmm. us and yeah, that's, that, the
1: that's a challenge of that's a challenge oh, let's is. talk about we have a few minutes left and i want to talk about the concept of god or the divine but i also want because i took this you have on your website something called the free spiritual iq test and it's really fun to take i took it and it's it's called it's like an iq
3: But instead Mm -hmm,
1: of mm -hmm. the regular IQ, it's the spiritual or the divine, the spiritual IQ. So tell us about this and how people can do that.
2: Yes, they can go on my website at uh, Divine Intelligence Institute, and it's a free assessment. And the reason it's free is because I want people to know what their spiritual IQ is so that they can improve it. And when you get your results, you get ideas on how to improve it. So our spiritual IQ is our ability to be in a non in a, in a non reactive mode. How how much of your day are you able to control it? You know, you're you're feeling good, and how much of your day are you pulled into somebody else upsetting you or something else upsetting you? Maybe doing your bank your your bank statement upsets mm-hmm. you. or getting or mm-hmm. on scales upsets you so we want to be and have this internal what psychologists call internal locus of control or have our mind be so strongly built that we know who we are we know we're capable we know we can be who we want to be and mm-hmm. that's what i want to teach people is how to mm-hmm. build up that iq so that they're healthy mentally and physically right. as well Right. And you're not I've got a couple minutes left. So I just want to say you're
1: not talking about not believing in God or not going to your religious institution. You're talking about God or the divine, right? And it's a different concept.
2: Yes, I believe that the divine is in us. I believe that we need to take God out of the sky. And know that a God is a state of mind in us. A God consciousness is what mm-hmm. we want to feel and know that we are capable of creating, that we are loving and kind, and we can stay in that kind of mindset, and that's God consciousness. It's, it's almost like when we have God sitting up in the sky, he or she is responsible for us, and we have no real, we really don't have anything to do. We're kind of like a victim, and so we're not we create now science is telling us that so it's time to become god in a sense of being good people and being and uh, being responsible for how we feel and the state of mind that we're in all right tell people
1: how they can find you and and if they call you do they get you know a, a 5 or 10 minute complimentary consultation so they can check in with you
2: yes i would love to talk to people and individually and i do offer the 15 minute consultation i will give you what i can do for you and okay. so call me the the phone number is 4695192727 leave right. me a message or talk to my admin and and get on my schedule and then you can always go to my website and get a feel for me, as I mentioned right. earlier. Listen to some of my videos and see if I appeal to you. I may, I may not. I may not be the one, but I may be. So right. just listen to me and see what you think. My my website is divineintelligenceinstitute.com. Divineintelligenceinstitute.com. And you can take that free test. Then you can decide, is this somebody that I might... Really want to uh, talk to. Yes. Wonderful. And and
1: I'm inspired just talking with you, really. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much. uh, Offering your time.
1: It's been great. Dr. Jane Gardner, Divine Intelligence com And again, uh, take a look at the website, take the spiritual IQ test call uh, dr jane for a complimentary 15-minute consultation and again the number's on the website as well correct okay all right thanks so much jane all right stay tuned folks. all right stay on the line for a minute all right folks coming up is our next interview right here on voiceamerica.com i'm patricia raskin stay tuned don't go anywhere but we'll be right back